Mac Power Users, Episode 614, The 2021 MPU Gift Guide. Hello and welcome back to Mac Power Users. My name is Stephen Hackett. I'm joined as always by my friend and yours, Mr. David Sparks. Ho, 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 Stephen. How are you? <laughs> How is it time for this again? <laughs> I find this very upsetting. I, are you one of those guys that gets cranky about the Christmas decorations coming out early? Is that, is that... Uh, Well, yes, but my wife is okay. too. And so we generally what we do is like the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we'll get the stuff yeah. out. You know, we got little kids, right? So they're excited about it. But yeah. the people on my street who are like putting out like Christmas stuff this weekend, I was like drove by. I was like, what are you doing? It's too soon for that. When did Halloween become the gateway for the holidays? Well, I um, I have to admit I'm with them, man. I, I love getting the decorations out. For me, uh, the holidays are more about the anticipation than the event in a lot of ways. I love because all the little kids around me, I just love to get them completely jacked up. And so we have a, a big tree and we put it up every year. I want to put it up. I have this dream of putting it up while the trick-or-treaters are arriving like on, on Halloween night. Like, so when we open the door to give them candy, you can hear Christmas carols playing and we're decorating a tree. So you would hate me as your neighbor, but, <laughs> but in reality, we usually don't get it up till after Thanksgiving either. Cause we're too busy, but the, uh, but yeah, I, I don't have a problem with starting it early. It puts a lot of people in a good mood. And there's a lot of great music. I only listen to this time of year. So let's get started. But uh, we've been doing this holiday gift guide at Mac Power Users for a long time, and we wanted to get it out this year before the Thanksgiving break because I know a lot of people um, are either looking to buy gifts or receive gifts. And, um, you know, Stephen and I have been doing the research, which means we've been spending money ourselves over the last year, <laughs> and we've been trying things out. And there's a lot of cool stuff out there right now that that might be a good gift to uh to request or to give and uh it's really fun doing this show every year it is yeah so we're gonna do what we normally do we each have a list i think we're just gonna alternate you have a few more than i do so maybe we'll have a few max parky picks together and uh you just have an item here just says best gift for a dog so we'll get to that (laughs) as well (laughs) And uh, and yeah, this is always uh, this is always a lot of fun. So it's a chance to uh, get to uh, you know spread some holiday cheer. Yeah. Before we get started, a bit of news: Keyboard Maestro dropped a new version uh, just this past week. Keyboard Maestro version ten is out. Um, they've added subroutines and some other very powerful automation stuff. So for those of you that were worried that you know shortcuts for Mac spelled the doom of Keyboard Maestro. Uh, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Keyboard Maestro not only has more tools, it's it's more stable right now. But the um, but the, uh, Peter did a great job of adding a bunch of new features. I will be doing a free update to the Keyboard Maestro field guide. It'll probably be after the new year, in all honesty. But I'm going to do a free update with a bunch of the new tools and videos showing you what's 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 what. But you can go check it out right now at Keyboard Maestro 10. We'll put a link in the show notes. And our congratulations to Peter. He's a single developer who's been making this amazing app. And it's just remarkable to me that every time he comes out with a new update, he finds a bunch of new cool 
ways to make automation on your Mac even easier. Yeah, I was really excited to see it. Version 10, I'm sure, feels like a like a big deal. So I, uh, yeah, I upgraded as soon as I saw it was out, and it's been rock solid for me. Yeah, and on more power users today, since we're talking about GIFs, I thought it would be fun at the end to talk about the favorite gift that you have ever received and the favorite gift that you have ever given. And um, that can be from any age. I don't know. You know, maybe it's like little Steven and his train set. I don't know. I can't wait to hear the answers to these questions. And <laughs> we need to know. The people need to know, Stephen. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, were you, were you, a, were you like a truck kid when you were a kid? Did you have like all the Tonkas? I feel oh, like yeah. you probably were. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, your parents are in construction, right? Yeah, so I grew up around that stuff, and yeah. they didn't let me play with real dump trucks. Apparently, that was too dangerous as for a six-year-old. Uh, but yeah, that and you know, building things with Lego, and uh, you know, basically any sort of building toy, I would, I was into it. I when I was a kid, my dad, because my dad was in construction as well, and particularly carpentry, he gave me like a children's set of power tools it was like a little skill saw and a drill and like they gave it to me with a bunch of styrofoam because it could drill into styrofoam but it could also work through balsa wood and thinking back like i was not that old and they just yeah. gave me power tools and walked out of the room uh, i it's it's amazing to me that i have all my fingers <laughs> but that's not my favorite we got more to talk about that later. Okay. Um, and, and that's like a gift you could only buy somebody in the 70s. I'm pretty sure now that if you sold that product, you would immediately be sued into oblivion. But oh, yeah. I was going to say, I don't uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that for sale in shopping for my children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, my first pick is the easy one and the most expensive one. But, you know, just because Apple has killed it this year with laptops, I will say that a great gift to buy someone in your life is literally any apple laptop computer yeah i'm so happy to say that after all these years that there is not a single laptop that apple sells that is not a bad bad purchase it's funny i was looking through our list from last year because i didn't want to duplicate anything if we could help it yeah. and the first thing on the list last year was any m1 mac because they were brand new at the time yeah and yeah. now the whole notebook line is on Apple Silicon. There's no keyboard problems. There's no, oh, you need this or that to make it a whole system. Like, it is the best time, really, I think, since, like, 2015 to buy a Mac notebook. And, yeah, if, you've, if you or someone in your life have been waiting for some reason or a need comes up, now, now is a really good time. Yeah, the uh, the only asterisk I put on that is that there's a rumor that there'll be the M2, like low, lower entry, you know, MacBook Air replacement sometime next year. But you can always be waiting for the next thing. Right now, the yeah. M1 MacBook Air is an amazing computer. And, you know, something I, I wrote about when I did my initial impressions of the MacBook Pro is that, you know, you should not buy a MacBook Pro unless you really need all those cores, because for most of the work I do on my MacBook Pro, um, I just go ahead and it just uses the two efficiency cores anyway. You know, if you look up in the menu bar, you can see that it's just hitting those two cores. For most work, the, there is no difference between a MacBook Pro and a uh, and a MacBook Air. But then when I go to render a video and do some of the other stuff that I do, it just like smokes. But the... um. <laughs> <laughs> 
for most people, that M1 MacBook Air is, man, that is the thing. And you can mm-hmm. get one of those under $1,000. Yeah, I, I just set up an M1 Air for uh, for somebody. And man, my wife has one, but I never use her laptop because it's her laptop. So like, I was like, oh, man, the MacBook Air, like, I love my MacBook Pro, the new 14-inch. But there's something about that thin, like, wedge-shaped design that's so iconic. It's like, yeah, this is a really, really good notebook. Yeah. But, I mean, for the first time in, I don't know, six years, maybe longer, we can say as a a holiday gift guide, you can buy any Apple laptop. Not true for iMacs yet, but definitely true for laptops. Yeah. So, I guess a spoiler alert for next year, just any Mac. (laughs) Hopefully, it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I man, I sure hope so. From your lips to Tim's ears, let's, right. let's see what Come happens. Come on, Tim. I mean, yeah, I did have someone email me. They're like, "So, why are you still using your hunk of junk Mac Pro?" I was like, "Come on, <laughs> that's unfair." But you know what? Though, when you bought that, you knew this was you knew you yeah, were yeah. coming for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all good. It's all all good. All good. Uh, I'm gonna stay on the Apple hardware train just for a little while longer. Okay, and I'm going to say the iPad mini, the new one with the flat sides, the new design. Yeah. I love this thing so much. The screen is great. It's really cool with the Apple pencil because of the small size. It's just like, it's like a little digital notepad comes in fun colors. The camera is really like, it's like the really nice iPad camera. And if you're looking for someone or shopping for someone who just wants an iPad for around the house or for reading, you know, they're not looking at the iPad and thinking this could be my next laptop. If they're sort of a more traditional iPad user and they want something small, I think the, the this is the best iPad menu we've ever had. Yeah, it, it is really nice and it fits really well in hand. I love typing on it. Like thumb typing on an iPad is great. Um, it's also really good for if you'd like to read Kindle books. I mean, it's like a Kindle reader plus so much more. Uh, what, what do you do with your iPad mini, Stephen? Uh, lots of reading. So uh, Kindle app, the web articles I've saved for later. Uh, but it's really kind of become just like the device I use like in the house. And so, yeah, I've still got my phone in my pocket normally, but say that I'm just going to like, you know, watch a YouTube video while I load the dishwasher or something like that. So that's the iPad that's on the counter or uh, like recently I have had to work on my garage door it needed some parts and so i had like a couple of safari tabs open like looking at these different things and like just using it just as just as an ipad i mean honestly david like i i honestly have not touched my ipad pro since this thing showed up yeah that was my next question is this going to become your only ipad yeah i think it is uh i really do so you know i wrote that thing (laughs) some people didn't like it very much but that's okay about the uh the ipad mini like freeing me of iPad guilt and sure. I, I totally stand, you know, stand by that piece. And uh, now even a month after publishing it, like it's still how I feel. It's, it's the iPad for me. Yeah. I, I think that there's something to that. I mean, you're primarily a Mac guy and the iPad though does give you some powers that you don't get with your Mac, but it's super light. I totally get it. And um, I, I think that may be, you know, the sweet spot for you. And, I think the you know all these uh, Apple people they get um, bent out of shape when someone says, "Well, I think the iPad's better than the Mac," or "I think the Mac's better than the iPad." Mm-hmm. You know, we all need to like take a breath here because 
look, first of all, we're all Apple fans. We're buying their hardware and Apple makes different things for different people. And uh, this is the year that I kind of found my piece with the iPad because I stopped trying to make it a Mac because I was doing that, even though I didn't want to admit it, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm doing seeing the iPad for what the iPad is good at. And I like it a lot more now, honestly. So, but I, I'm not going to give up my, uh, my 11 pro, but the, um, the, in fact, I got the, um, my old, um, 12.9 inch. I, I was gonna, you know, sell it off, but I wasn't getting that much for it. So I just set it up underneath my, my, uh, pro display now. And now it's just serving solely as a sidecar display. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, I, I still write on it occasionally, but the, um, so I, I, I'm using more iPad than less now, but I'm using them more kind of in line with what Apple is doing with them and, and, you know, the tools that they're adding. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, it's funny to me every time a new iPad mini comes out, how many people discover how great it is. Yeah. You know, it's like, because you forget about it and then you don't hear about it because they don't, they only update it like every three or four years. And mm-hmm. like, Oh wow, this is really great. I, I remember we had a similar wave the last time they updated it, but yeah, that's a good gift. I agree. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's just it's great. Let's. You want me to continue with some Apple hardware before we get into all the other vendors? Yeah, yeah. Let's just knock out all the Apple stuff. Okay, so I'm going to put two together because I do have more than you, and these are two things that were new this year that I think Apple did a good job on. Uh, the first one is AirTags. I just like the AirTags. I mean. Um, I know that a lot of folks say you don't need these location devices, but I've always been a fan of them. I keep them in my bag. Uh, I have one in my uh, backpack that I take anytime I go out of the house, and I've got another one in my luggage. And I love being able to open up my phone at any time and seeing where those things are. Um, hopefully, my bag is close to me, and hopefully, my luggage is on the right plane. And <laughs> the um, but it's just uh, something. It's a bit of information I like. They're not that expensive. Uh, I for I bought the hundred dollars. I think you got four of them for a hundred dollars, and my wife and I be, each have two. And you know, I thought that was a nice addition. I think the Apple did a good job on the interface. They're the first company that's tried to make these tracking tags without making them creepy. You know, and uh, so you know, you don't use it to track a person. They they've put safeguards in for that. I think it's an excellent gift for under the tree or in a stocking. And, um, you know, nobody really, they came out, we talked about it like once and that was the end of it, but I, I continue to like them. And I, uh, I think that was a good purchase this year. Yeah. I like them too. I've got one in my backpack, one on my keys. Cause I, I have this really bad habit of just sitting my keys down somewhere. Like I have a hook right sure. and at night. That's where they go. But yeah. During the day, like I'll leave the studio, go into the house, I'll just set the keys down somewhere, and then I like looking for them for five minutes. So yeah. the AirTags have saved me a lot of grief there, and uh, it's it for me. It's like a low key hit of the year. Uh, you know, I think part of the reason the excitement was kind of subdued is because they had been rumored. Remember, like we were talking about yeah, these no. things for years, and yeah. they finally came out. And so I think some of the novelty had worn off before they were announced. Which is like a yeah. terrible problem to have if you make products, I guess. But it's been uh, it's been really nice to have have them around. I agree, and um, and the other nice thing is now that they've been out a while, there's a very active ecosystem for AirTag accessories, 
I mean, the way Apple made them without even like a hole to like attach them to a keychain without some sort of accessory. I'm not sure about that, but the um, but if you go on Amazon, you can get accessories very, very reasonably priced. Whereas the stuff at Apple is pretty expensive. So yeah. if you buy a set, I would recommend buying the tags from Apple, but go and look on Amazon for like the keychain holder or whatever it is that you want. And and um, but uh, I think they're very good gifts and uh, something that they did well this year. Yeah, I like the uh, the AirTag holders from Belkin. They've got two yeah. styles, one that's like a metal keychain. That's the one that I have on my keys. And then they have one with like a strap as well. And that's I have that looped around a loop inside my backpack. So and they, they come in different colors. Um and so they're they're the ones that I've had success with so far. Yeah. Uh the other thing is I think more controversial that but I've got one and I really like it. It's the Apple MagSafe battery. And, um, you know, everybody made fun of it. It's a hundred dollars for a relatively small battery. Um, and like, you know, there are others out there. Anchor makes one that I think is also a MagSafe battery that is half the price. It's $50, but I really like the Apple one and, uh, I like the convenience of it. I like the way it shows, you know, it integrates with the operating system. Apple has the unfair advantage there, right? So in the battery widget, I can see how well the battery's doing, and we are going to Disneyland a lot now, now that things have got a little better and we've got passes, uh, we're being safe, but we go and I keep that battery just in a pocket and I just snap it on as I need it throughout the day. I don't have to have that stupid cable hanging from my bag to my pocket or, you know, whatever you do when you attach to a battery with a cable, um, it MagSafe snaps on now that I got the new phone, my wife and I share it because she's got my, my last year phone that has MagSafe on it. Um, it's very, inc- it's very convenient, um, to, uh, to attach it. It gives it enough charge to get through the day. This is not a the battery that's going to get you through the apocalypse. You know, it's only going to get you another charge. It's not going to get you five charges, but, um, it's just so convenient and, uh, it's it's definitely overpriced, but you won't regret it once you own it. Yeah, we've got one here, and it is really nice that it is just MagSafe, and you don't need another cable. But yeah. it's not like when travel starts to happen again for me, I will still rely on a, a much bigger battery for that. But yeah, around town, like just doing something where you need a little bit more juice, yeah, totally fine. Honestly, I think I could get through a day-long flight with it. It'd be enough. Um, uh, I think this is an excellent gift to give to an a, a iPhone owner in your life. Like if your your significant other has a MagSafe iPhone, and you could give it to them, they could put it in you know their purse, their pocket, their bag, whatever, and just say anytime you need extra charge, just snap this on and you're good to go. And it's just so easy for anybody to use. You don't have to you know monkey around with a cable. I, I just think it's worth it. I mean, this is like where Apple's good about pricing something right at that hairy edge where it's like, if it was $120, I'd be like, no way, right? But they just got me. They got right at the, what's the maximum dollars you can extract from Sparky, but still get the dollars. I think they hit it with this one. I've got one last uh, Apple device and it's not new, but it comes in new colors, which is exciting. And okay. that's the the HomePod Mini. 
Look, there's an orange one. Do you really think we're going to get by without one of us talking about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, how, how is it that both you and I are big fans of orange? I don't know I don't how know. that happened. Just, yeah. just how All it's right. happened. Okay. So you like it? You got, you got one? Uh, I got two. So my okay. I had three full-size HomePods that I bought all on sale over the years. You know, because for a long time, Best yeah. Buy just had like $50 yeah. off the HomePod forever. <laughs> but uh, two of the three have died out of warranty. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. The one in our bedroom croaked, and more recently, the one in my office died. And so I replaced the one in my office with two orange HomePod minis and a stereo pair. And they sound great. And man, the colors are so good. The packaging is so good. Like they're going to look really cool in, a, in way more environments now. It'd be cool if you could like have them permanently paired to your, to your Mac pro. So they're like effectively your Mac pro speakers. Yeah, I thought about that, and I, I want to experiment with it some, but I don't know if that would, like, maybe if I wasn't doing podcast editing, I'd be more willing to try that. You know, the speakers I have, I've had for years, and I know them, so uh, I don't know I don't know if that would quite be for me or not, but a lot of people do that, and a lot of people do the HomePod minis, you know, set for the TV, the Apple TV, so uh, yeah, the, the new colors are great. It is maximum orange which is really fun uh i'll put a i'll put a link in the show notes to uh a tweet that i had of unboxing it and it's just it's a lot of fun they're great will you do me a favor and test that out like for the listeners we can you can report back in a future episode like like how stable is that like i've always found that like it's easy enough to connect my mac to a home pod um but you know it seems like over time it loses the connection. Yeah, I can give that a shot. Yeah, I, I would. I wonder if Apple's got better at that, at making it. Because I, why not? They're selling these great speakers. I could see totally see them seeing them saying, "Yeah, just buy two HomePod Minis and then you're good." You know. Mm-hmm. How's the bass in them? I, I've never owned a HomePod Mini. I mean, it's definitely not what the full HomePod can do, but yeah. especially in a pair, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good one. And they're a hundred bucks. You don't have to buy two. You can just buy one. And you're yeah. right. They do have really pretty colors this year. Yeah. I bet the blue looks really nice too, but you I mean orange. Come on. Yeah. Got to do it. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by our original sponsor and one of my very favorite automation tools, Text Expander from Smile. Get 20% off with the link Textexpander.com slash podcast and type more with less effort. Text Expander removes the repetition out of work so you can focus on what matters most. Now, we're all familiar with these tools where you type a few letters and the computer fills in a bunch of text for you. Text Expander is this, but it is so much more. Text Expander is the way to really automate text expansion. With Text Expander, you remove spelling errors and message errors, and you don't have to remember the right thing to say. You add it to a snippet, and it pops right in. Now, for Mac Power users, it goes way deeper, though, because with Text Expander, you can do things like insert the current date, or insert a tab key, or use the contents of the clipboard in your expansion. Now, if you're typing at a computer often, there are things that you inevitably do repeatedly. And when you add Text Expander to your arsenal, 
That just doesn't happen anymore. Because with all those extra power tools that Text Expander brings to bear, there is so much more you can automate. And this is automation that anybody can do. You don't have to be a fancy programmer or even really understand anything about automation. All you have to do is type a short snippet, like, you know, C-C-E-L-L for your cell phone, and then type in your cell phone number with all those parentheses and dashes, and it fills in automatically. And then when you go to that next level and start using clipboard contents and tab keys and all the various elements that Text Expander brings to bear, there's so much more you can replace with text expansion snippets. One of my favorite features is every month they send me a report of the time saved. And I save hours every month. I mean, like a full business day of time that I would spend typing that is handled through Text Expander. And you can do this too. So now, if you haven't tried it yet, I want you to go check it out because this is the way to get started down the road of automation. It may be where your road ends because it's really powerful and it may be enough for you, but it's a great way to get started regardless. And best of all, we can get you 20% off. Just go to textexpander.com slash podcast and sign up now. They have versions for Windows and Mac and iOS, so you'll be able to use your snippets wherever you're at, and you can start saving time today. So just trust me on this. Go check it out and let them know you heard about it here on the Mac Power Users. TextExpander.com slash podcast. Thank you, Smile, for all of your support of the Mac Power Users. All right, I've got um, a silly one that I bought this year um, that I fully intended to send back. You know how you order something on Amazon? You're like, yeah, definitely keep the packaging when this one comes in. This may not work. Mm-hmm. But I bought a MagSafe pop socket, and uh, I want to represent for Pop Socket Nation. I know you're not a fan, uh, but uh, I'm all in with the MagSafe stuff. And the MagSafe pop socket is particularly nice. It's got a strong magnet. It sticks on your phone. And the best part is it's not there permanently. You can pull it off anytime you want. It's not that I'm anti-pop socket. I have one on my Kindle. I like it there. But yeah, I don't, because I like wireless charging. And I know this gets around that because this attaches via MagSafe. So like, does it feel secure on the back of the phone? Does it feel like... It, yeah. it does. Yeah, you, you could swing it around. It's it's not coming off. I and I, I will admit I'm using it less since I got my new phone because I got the smaller size phone this year. But um, particularly like when we go to Disney, I'd put it in my bag, and that'd be a great way to hold on to it when I'm doing a lot of photography. It's just a great way to have a more secure hold on the on the phone, and you're taking pictures. And and once again, because we have a couple MagSafe phones, we're sharing this stuff. You know, I've got a um. I've got that tool chest in my studio. I call it the iron giant, but I just stick it to the side. And when Daisy's leaving, if she wants it, she pulls it off and uses it for her phone. And another nice thing is with the pop socket, you can take the actual kind of, what do you call it? The decorative lid thing that they've got on it. So if you've got a a different pop socket, like I've got one with a star Wars thing on it. So I took off the, like the one that it ships with and stuck my little star Wars thingy on it. So you can customize it if you want. Um, but you know, if you've got MagSafe and you're curious about pop sockets, but you don't want to stick it to your phone or to your case, this is the way to go. And I, 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 uh, don't write me when like your phone falls off and into the ocean or something, but <laughs> I, I do think it's a pretty solid connection. You know, do like me hold on to the, the packaging. If you don't think it's strong enough, send it back, but it's fine. Uh, I'm glad they came up with something. Because a lot of people yeah. do like having that 
extra grip on their device and integrating with MagSafe still means you get to use <laughs> you get to use MagSafe, right? Because uh, that was yeah. the problem with with the the stick on ones. Like it uses like an adhesive, and you can get it off, but it's not designed or really good at coming on and off repeatedly. And yeah. so I'm glad they were able to to work this out. Like I know several people who had a regular pop socket, maybe on an iPhone case, and would take the case off their phone every night to charge, you know, via chi uh, charging or something on previous phones. So I'm glad yeah, they found a way fun. to exist in this new environment. Yeah, no, it's it's really nice, and um, I don't know it's it's a it's a silly little gift, but it's easy to buy for someone with a MagSafe phone, or you know, ask for it for yourself. I think I'm gonna stay on the uh, on the theme of mounting things. Okay, uh, we're both big fans of Elgato, mainly their Stream Deck. Although I also have a PC stuffed full of their capture cards, but they have uh, it's relatively new. I think it was out this year sometime. Uh, a system for modular mounting of like things like lights and cameras at your desk. Uh, they call it the multi-mount system and it, their website basically lets you build uh, exactly what you need for setting up, uh, whether it be an iPhone as a camera or a point and shoot or a DSLR uh, microphone lights. Uh, if you need an overhead shot, you know, and you don't have a big table like I built, you can really completely customize this. And what's cool about it is that it is completely modular. And that means you can upgrade it over time. If you need, you know, if your needs change or, uh, I mean, you can even go as far as, and this is really cool. They have two ways to attach it. So they have a heavy base uh, which you know, like sits on your table, but then you can, they, they also have a clamp that you can put like at the edge of your desk if you need it kind of back uh, off the edge, which is how I have mine. So I'm using this now to hold the camera, uh, my, my straight on shot, like when I'm streaming. And uh, it also has two of my Agato light panels on it. And I could just kind of pick what I needed. And I've been really impressed with how it has held up and the construction is really nice. I think this is uh this is pretty cool. Can you share a picture of your particular setup? I'm sure people would like yeah. to see what you're doing with it. Yeah, you bet. I feel like 2021 was the year of Elgato. I mean, they really like came came through. Like the Stream Deck, I've been a fan of for years, but they updated that this year. But they also really, I feel like with, you know, COVID and all the people doing a lot of video conferencing from home and whatnot, Elgato came up with a line of products that makes all of that easier. Mm-hmm. And um, like I had a pick that I'll just kind of combine here. I, it was like a custom pick. It was the best gift for somebody who has to work from home. And it was an Elgato light panel because they make all these great panels and they're a little more expensive. You can buy cheaper ones on Amazon, but these connect to your Mac and you can set the color and the temperature. And, you know, we all have family members who are working from home in dark rooms and they look like, you know, they look terrible on their Zoom calls. And you could do them a favor. Just get them a light and say, here it is. You can turn it on in the menu bar and you will look a hundred hundred times better. And like they they solve that problem. The other thing I'm doing with Elgato is this year I bought the Wave XLR, which is a um, uh, interface for my microphone. 
And it's not as fancy as my older one that I use, but I'm using this Wave XLR way more because it's so much easier. It's got a big dial on it so I can set the level easy. It's got a very sensitive touch panel on the back so I can mute myself with just a tap. And now Steven doesn't have to hear the click of my mute button that he used to hear (laughs) all the time. And um, I don't know. I just feel like whoever's running Elgato like really got on the ball the last few years. Yeah, I think so too. And they, they... They are definitely benefiting that even people just in meetings are really streamers, yeah. right? Everyone's yeah. doing it, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. They even have a really good quality mic that's not too expensive. I mean, it's not sufficient for what we do, but um, for if you're just working from home and you want you want to sound better, the microphone they have is is not bad, you know. And you can set that up, and I don't know. I, I yeah, good on Elgato. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about. Uh, mounting things because since you did that I've got one too Elevation Labs is one of my very favorite companies for Apple you know adjacent products and this year they released a product called the um, the draft table 2 and it is a um, it's like a panel really heavy steel panel that you can lay an iPad on and it's just like the name implies when you put your iPad on it, it's almost like having a drafting table iPad. It's got three different levels of height. And so many of these iPad stands are dinky made out of plastic that that's wobbly when you put it on there. And, and those are fine if you're just going to watch a video on it, but if you're going to take out an Apple pencil and start working, you know, like on a concept mind map or something with it, you need it to be solid. And, uh, this is the second iteration of this. I bought the first one as well, but the problem with the first one was over time, the camera bump started showing up on the iPad. And with the old one, there was no affordance for it. So the thing, the iPad didn't rest on it properly because of the camera bump. This new one has like a little like divot in the uh, upper left corner. So the camera bump will not cause a problem. And it's even grippier now. And just, you know, I am... Um, uh, I got this when they first announced it and I, uh, I use my iPad cause I do a lot of pencil work on my iPad and I, I just love this thing. It's on my desk. In fact, that I was talking earlier about how I got the, um, the big iPad out of storage. I put that on this and I, I set it underneath the, the pro display, but I can also just lay it on the desk when I need to. It's just kind of, it's like a permanent fixture at my desk and, uh, I really dig it. And if you know somebody who likes to draw on their iPad, I think this is the answer. And I know there are there are other ones out there like for artists they have these really big like wood panels that the iPad like fits in the center of and that that way they can spin it around easier on their lap or whatever, but I think for most people this um, Elevation Lab uh, draft table 2 is probably the answer. How form fitting is this thing? Like if Apple redesigns the iPad, are you stuck buying a new one? I think it's fine. I mean, it, the divot for the camera is big enough. That's my big concern. Is what what if they, you know, what if the camera platform gets gets bigger? I think that's fine. It's it's oversized as it is, and um, you know, I think you're probably going to be fine. But you can use it with an iPad, twelve point nine inch. I think that's what it's really made for. But it would work with eleven inch iPad as well. It's got three settings, and like I said, you could kill a man with this thing. It is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. Uh, I've got yeah. some ancient little folding one, and it feels pretty crummy sometimes. Do you ever use your pencil on your iPad? On occasion, not not a ton. 
I've been doing a lot of planning lately. I got some things going on in my life. And uh, there's this great app on the iPad called Concept. It's like an infinite canvas app. And I love using it um, with that with that iPad. And it's just great because you can pinch in or zoom out as much as you want. I'll talk about that app some other day. I have some issues with it, but <laughs> fundamentally it's great. But like they don't have a Mac app and they don't sync and they, they've got some problems. But they, uh, but yeah, you combine that with a draft table and you're, you're in business. Mm-hmm. While we're in this this realm, let's talk about the Hover Bar Duo because this is an item that would have been sure. on my list too because this thing is pretty sweet. Yeah, and this is made by 12 South, which is the other. Elevation Lab and 12 South are companies you should keep on your radar if you like Apple gear because they always come up with great ideas. And the Hover Bar Duo is, it's like a little, it's like a microphone stand, but for your iPad. And, you know, just like the Elgato gear, it comes with either a clamp or a heavy base. And you can just drop it on your desk and you can fit any iPad and any size on it and it's going to hold it up. So we had Sean McCabe on and he talked about how he uses a teleprompter with his camera for Zoom calls. Um, I What I do is I put, when I have important calls, I put my fancy camera on my desk and I put the Hover Bar Duo right underneath it and I just use sidecar. I am using sidecar so much these days, but anyway, I put sidecar up on that iPad and I just put the zoom window on the iPad, literally right underneath the camera lens. So I can look at the zoom call and the camera lens at the same time. And I use this hover bar to put it up. So I don't keep it on my desk all the time, but when I need to do like important calls, it comes out and it's like my temporary like um, sidecar panel for uh, doing that stuff. Now, uh, if you don't want to put your iPad underneath your your Mac for sidecar stuff, you could get one of these hover bar duos and put it right next to the Mac as well. They could put it on the left side or the right side. Yeah. Um, like that would be a good idea for podcasters to like put your recording, you know, tools on the side there if you wanted. But I don't know. I, I This was a new product this year that, again, has really crushed it. So I, so I bought two iPad stands this year, and I'm using them both. Yeah, that's okay. That's totally fine. Uh, I got one of these for a friend of mine who found himself working from home and using Sidecar. And he was like, yeah, you know, it kind of stinks. Like the iPad's like down kind of low. And... So I picked one of these up for him, and he's used it, I think, every day since. Yeah, well, with mine, actually, another pick we have later from another vendor, uh, as a result, my my monitor's high enough, there's room underneath for me to sidecar it underneath, and I put it on the um, the, the uh, draft table, it, like kind of tilted up against the monitor, but then the trick is in the display setting for your Mac, just to locate the sidecar monitor underneath your main monitor so you can just pull your mouse down and it goes right onto it and um because a lot of people think you know by default those monitors those extra monitors are on the right or left you know they wouldn't think to put it underneath but in the display setting you can put it anywhere you want maybe we stay stick with the desk theme uh so i'm gonna go uh with another uh product for your desk and this is another company that i think people should just keep up with called grove made and this purchase is your fault because when I built my new desk, I was sending you some pictures and you said, hey, you need this thing. And you were totally right. So this is the uh, the desk pad by Grove Made. 
They have several different ones. Uh, the one I have is the matte desk pad, and I did it in navy blue. But they have different colors. They have uh, like a black one, and there's also one that is like a more like traditional, like um, leather looking, and a charcoal one. Several different finishes, several different sizes. Um, I do have a second one. I have a small wool felt one that the the side table where my Mac Pro sits. Uh, it sits on one of those and that one I found itchy to use like at my desk. Uh, like from, on your wrist. Yeah. yeah I could see yeah. that. It was like yeah. a sweater for your desk. Like I don't need that. Yeah. But uh, I really like the matte one. It looks awesome in Navy blue. Uh, I've been, I've been super happy with it. Yeah. We need to both update our studio posts on our websites. Cause uh, yeah. I, I was looking at this Grove made stuff for a long time. And then at some point I got on their mailing list and they had sent me like a deal. They had like a closeout of stuff. So I bought the the leather mat and the shelf, mm-hmm. the large shelf. And, you know, it's not, you know, it's a marine grade plywood. And then like the the supports are cork. They, they totally make sense for what they do. And it's very easy. Anybody can assemble this thing. But then I put my display up on it, and that opened up space underneath the display to store my keyboard, or now my my MacBook Pro goes underneath it. Um, and it's just really well made, and it all fits together nice. It's got a really nice edge on it. And uh, so this year I, I did that. I bought the leather thing. I bought the shelf. I did not buy – they have, like, things that go in the shelf, like drawers and things. I didn't buy any of that stuff. But – I'm really happy with it. It is it's a little overpriced. Even when I got it at a discount, I felt like it it wasn't cheap. But I, I spent a lot of time looking for other sources, you know, Amazon and the usual suspects, and nothing looked as nice. And I knew that, you know, if I'm at my desk so many hours a day, I want it to be really nice. And that's why I frankly told you about it, because you had just done all this construction and you had your your new desk in there and I was looking at it and I'm thinking, man, you need to like really like just class that thing up. Now that you've got this nice setup, you should get the good good stuff for your desk. So I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I, I really do. You know, my desktop is bamboo. It's really light. And this desk was embarrassingly expensive. And so I want also, you know, it also doubles as a protectant for the desk. Um, yeah. It isn't just having a nicer surface to work on. So um, I've totally been uh, just loving this setup. And yeah, Grove Made stuff is expensive, but the way I view it is it's, it's a long-term product. You know, it's going to be in the studio for a long, long time. Yeah. I had an accident where my camera tipped over and like the, um, the camera's fine, (laughs) but the, uh, but an edge of the camera like dented the leather. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm so glad that I had that leather on there because I don't know what it would have done to the actual desk if I had it, didn't have it on there. Yeah. And like banged up leather looks cool and good. Banged up bamboo desktop just looks like a banged up desk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be shocked how thin the veneer is on that bamboo on those desks. So you could even punch a hole in it, you know, at the way a lot of that stuff is made, you know, so you don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, Grove made man. And so, so to finish the story I was telling earlier, cause I have the Grove made shelf. That's what allows me to stick the iPad underneath the monitor. Yeah. And like, like when I'm working on a, uh, like I'm, I have mind maps open all the time, you know, mind node mind maps as I'm thinking about problems, I just keep them on that iPad all day. 
So anytime I look down, it's there and I can go in and make changes to it. It's kind of like a, it's like a thought board or something. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's great. Yeah, that's cool. This episode of the Mac Power Users is made possible by Devon Think, the most professional document and information management application for the Mac. It's the one place for storing all your documents, snippets, bookmarks, basically anything you'd ever want, and working with them. And the integrated AI assists you with filing and searching with extensive search language and advanced Boolean operators. I could not do my Apple history work without DevonThink. I have thousands and thousands of pieces of reference material, research, it's PDFs, it's images, it's text documents. I mean, I, I can't even describe how much stuff I have in DevonThink. And it opens quickly. The search is instant. It's always responsive. No other app could handle the amount of data that I've thrown at DevonThink as well as DevonThink does, and let alone making it all really easy to surface things that I'm looking for, finding connections for me between documents. They have an iOS app as well. That new uh, search tool set on iOS has been absolutely amazing. And Devon Technologies has a real emphasis on privacy and security. So you can encrypt your sync, have encrypted databases, keeping all of your stuff safe. And it's all really flexible. So you can sync with a bunch of different things and you can easily share data in and out of it because documents don't get wrapped in any sort of weird formatting, right? At the end of the day, it's still your PDF, still your images, still your text files, whatever it is. You can get 10% off Devon Think 3 or upgrade to it now by going to devontechnologies.com slash MPU. That's devontechnologies.com slash MPU for 10% off. Our thanks to Devon Technologies for their support of the show and Relay FM. Um, all right, so we covered furniture. Um, you know, uh, let's go with more artisanal, um, products for your devices. So another company that we haven't mentioned yet, and they're friends of ours, it's the gang over at studio neat. And this one was Steven's fault, but this is a great gift. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm getting one of these for my wife. So don't, you know, download here, <laughs> uh, the, the studio neat material doc. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, you told me about it. I love it so much. Um, it's a, it is a piece of wood walnut that has an inset for a MagSafe adapter where you can lay your phone on it and it charges. And then right next to it, it has a little vertical piece of cork with an inset for an Apple watch adapter. And, and actually they have different configurations of this. Like you can get it just for the phone or, um, they've just got different ways you can lay it out. But the one I got was, I think this is the one you recommend it's Stephen, the phone and the watch. Yeah. But it's on it's on my nightstand. It's perfect. You know, you lay your phone in there when you go to bed. You drop your watch in it. The there is a little bit of a um, a weirdness now with my new phone. I don't know if this is true for the Max, but for the standard iPhone, the camera bump is so big now that it actually hits the dock a little bit, but it still charges fine, and it's just not a problem. And it looks so nice. And they have like cable management routed in the bottom. It's really nice construction. And, um, and it just, I finally kind of got the, the knife stand figured out this year. Yeah. We, uh, we both have material docs. Uh, Mary and I both have the MagSafe plus Apple watch. 
dock. So yeah, so you have MagSafe on one side, watch on the other. Um, they look really nice. Like it's 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 again, it's like made by real humans, and they are friends of ours. But um, I've paid, <laughs> I think I've paid full price for everything I've got from them, and yeah. it is just uh, it's a lovely looking little stand. And I have just the one for the MagSafe puck here on my desk. And you may think, well, why do you need a dock for your MagSafe puck? Because the MagSafe puck is going to walk walk around on your desk, right? Because it's it's just going to be floppy there. And the the dock has like this micro suction fab stuff on the bottom of it. So it attaches nicely, but you can get it off. Uh, I just, uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I actually bought, <laughs> I, uh, I bought two of them. I bought one for my desk too. And I got the one with the watch charger on it because, uh, during the day I may want to charge it up a bit and my kids are constantly using it because the studio's downstairs now. So I'll, I'll sit down at my desk and one of my kids watches will be on it you know, at any time of the day. So, so it's kind of nice just having a watch charger like in, in the studio as well. Mm-hmm. So I got the one with both for the desk too, but I didn't get one for my wife. What kind of lousy husband is that? So, um, I bought two and neither one is for her, but, but I'm fixing that now. Good. Yeah. And they make all sorts of stuff too. Like if you are shopping for, uh, an Apple person in your life, uh, there's two more things they make that I would definitely recommend. One is the glyph, which is like the simplest, best tripod mount for a smartphone I've ever used. I'm a huge fan. I've got a couple of them of various generations. And it's amazing. You would think, how could they make this better? And then every, every few years they do, uh, I love the glyph. And then they also have an Apple TV remote stand because uh David I know your kids are like grown and you know responsible and stuff. My kids are younger and not responsible all the time. And now I have this Apple TV remote stand. It's stuck to the entertainment center and they have uh you know we have this rule that if you use the Apple TV and you're done, that's where the remote goes. It goes back in the Apple TV remote stand so it doesn't get lost because that remote is expensive. So um and the, the remote stand is like 15 bucks. Like it is a great stocking stuffer for someone who's into Apple gear. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a good idea. Um, I've got this picture in my head of you like, you know, like chaining it to a hubcap, you know, but the, uh, the uh, uh, another option is if you go on Amazon for the Apple TV remote, there are a bunch of um in, inexpensive cases now that have a built in holder for an AirTag. Yeah, how is the how is the Apple TV remote not on the Find My network? Like, yeah, I know. I, I mean, it's like every time this topic comes up on any personal conversation or podcast I'm on, it ends up with me banging my head into something. But I think it's one of those deals where maybe different teams were making things at the same time, and because of the way Apple's so secretive, it didn't word didn't get out. I mean, I can't imagine the Apple TV remote people would not have included it if they didn't know about it. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, Fair. but, but I was just looking right now on Apple for $8 to $15. They have like three or four different rubber cases that will hold an Apple TV remote and a, um, air tag on the back. So you could, you could call it out if that's a problem. But either way, that I, I hijacked your pick, but the, the material dock is is awesome. And I, yeah, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm glad you did. Uh, those guys are those guys are cool. I was also thinking, you know, maybe instead of 
making it air tag aware, you know, when you go to the bank and like the ballpoint pen is on this really long, like ball chain thing. Yeah. 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 I know maybe exactly maybe I do that. that with my Siri remote and it's just yeah. like stuck to the coffee table and my kids can like sit down on the couch with it, but that's as far as it can go. Yeah. I've seen so many different things. Like I know a guy who um, like Velcroed it to the back of the TV remote. Like on one side, it's a TV remote and the other side, it's the Apple TV remote. The other thing is like at one point I had considered Velcroing it to the wall by the couch, you know, like where that's just where it goes. But uh, my kids are old enough now and um, they're, you know, I don't know. We just don't have that much of a problem track yeah. keeping track of the remote anymore so i don't think i need any of this stuff but but if you do there are options for you mm-hmm. pray for me and my siri remote <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know i i remember those days man i remember the, the one and i've talked about this on the show before is i remember once pulling a dvd out of the dvd player and there was peanut butter on oh, it and i was like oh. that is just like oh no <laughs> yeah. i'm like how did that happen? What 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 chain of events led to the, that's yeah. when I got serious about ripping DVDs at that point. Yeah, you can't yeah, you can't get a peanut butter on a QuickTime file. It does it's not like Reese's, you know, chocolate and peanut butter are great together, but DVDs and peanut butter they're not so great together. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. Uh yeah. Ugh. Uh let's talk about uh some Maybe some analog stuff, some maybe some pen and paper yeah. stuff. We each have a paper product on our list. Oh, we do. That's right. You go first. Okay. Uh, mine is, if you've listened to me at any point in the last like decade of me talking on the internet, you have heard me talk about field notes. There are these three by five pocketable 48-page memo notebooks, and they have standard ones, and then they have quarterly releases where they're designed differently every quarter and they're usually uh, they're I mean, they're always super interesting and they're usually like someplace in America or some like fun design thing. And I've used field notes forever. I have getting ready to be two shelves worth of filled out ones here in my office. And that's nice. I just, I carry one with me all the time. I've got one right here that I just started. uh, That's black and has a picture, a print of the moon on the front of it, which is fun. And you can get them as a subscription. So you, uh, the receiver gets each of the quarterly specials throughout the year, which is pretty cool. And uh, access to any other sort of special things that Field Notes may do throughout the year. So do you carry them like in your pocket as you walk around during yep, the day? Or? all the time. And then what? How do you? What do you write with? Do you carry a pencil too? Or uh, I carry you? a pen. Just, I, I like the Jetstream. Uniball 0.7. Uh, it's the pen I've used for a long okay. time. They're cheap. And uh, I jot all sorts of things down in it. Like I've got one here, the one I just finished. Um, and it's like flipping through it now. It is notes from phone calls I've had. Because I got to do like a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people never see or yeah. hear at the business. Uh, you know, notes from like a sermon I heard. Uh, I keep some daily journaling in it a little bit. Just also, I mean, like, here's like half a grocery list that apparently I never did because none of them are checked off. So maybe we still need carrots. I don't know. But and I, and I, <laughs> I know you've talked about this on the show before, but for listeners that aren't aware, you have a process for digitizing this as well, right? Yes. Uh, I just have like a, a cheap flatbed scanner. It's funny. People read this blog post and like, how do you scan? I was like, it's just like a cheap flatbed scanner. 
Um, but yeah. I scanned them just on this flatbed scanner and I then just have them all on Dropbox as PDFs and I keep the actual notebooks on a shelf in order. And I don't normally need to go back into them. It's actually kind of rare that I do, but it is something that I, um, I like having the the whole history of. I mean, I've done so much work with paper journals over the years, or I've, I've journaled a lot in them. And when we got evacuated for the fires last year, it happened really quickly. You know, the police were driving down the street saying, you know, get the hell out. Mm-hmm. And so we got the pictures off the wall. I got the hard drive, but I just totally forgot to go into my little storage area and get those journals. So they would have burned down if the house had burned down. And mm. it really made me think about that. You know, like I like having my journals. So this year I've been way more vigilant about using day one. And like, even when I do analog journaling, I just take a picture of it and put it in day one. So if these books ever, you know, if I ever lose them, I'll still have the journal entries. Something I would recommend you try, however, is rather than use your flatbed, um, there are a bunch of great scanner apps now for the iPhone. When I did the update to the paperless field guide, one of the things I did, I concluded was that most people don't need, you know, the fancy expensive document scanners anymore yeah. for most work. Um, like Scanner Pro, and there's there's a bunch of good ones out there. I'm sure the listeners will have their favorites in the in the show notes. But the um, I would recommend trying one of those because I think it's faster than the flatbed at this yeah. point. You just pull it out. That they they now do the they set the borders automatically. They do a really great job. The iPhone camera is amazing, so it's probably a better scan anyway. And you can automate saving it to Dropbox. Yeah, they uh, and I use one. Um, in fact, just this morning, I had to scan one of my kids' new COVID vaccine cards. Uh, but yeah. the uh, the problem with the field notes is they don't open flat, and so I like the reason I use the flat bed is because I can open it flat, and then the top of the scanner yeah. is what holds it. So I would need to play with that some. But yeah, it's a it's a good alternative if you don't have a have a scanner. Like if that scanner died, I don't know if I'd go out and replace it. If I could, uh, I mean, this is basically the only thing I do with it. <laughs> Everything else I just scan with my you know, with my phone. So I have gone a little bit away from the analog tools as much as I used to. Yeah. But one exception I made, uh, we had a guest on the Focus podcast, uh, Focused uh, 121, Jeff Sheldon, who's a really nice guy who came up with an idea for a little kind of business. And I, I think there's a common theme in today's show. A lot of the vendors we're talking about are small one or two person companies that make yeah. really nice bespoke products and them or Apple, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Little bespoke company. Um, the, uh, but they make, he has a company called Ugmunk, U-G-M-O-N-K. I asked, asked him about the name when he was on the show, and he said he just thought it sounded cool. There's not a whole lot behind it. But but he makes these analog cards. And as much as I love my OmniFocus, um, and I still use it, but um, the, it's a little like walnut tray. And you get these cards, and they're nice thick paper. And it's only got room on it for 10 items, which I think is a is a, is a, a, is a feature, not a bug, you mm-hmm. know? And then, so in the morning when I finish kind of like planning my day or the night before when I plan my day, I just write down the main things of the next day on the card and I put it on there and it, I've got it on my desk. It fits right underneath the Grove made thing. So you just see the little piece of paper popping up or the little card popping up with the stuff for the day. It's always, it's like an, it's like a monitor, but it's a piece of paper. It's always there with my list. 
and I keep a pen next to it so I can check things off as I get through the day. If if I need to jot something down, I can flip the card over and write notes on the back of it um, or thoughts that occur to me during the day. And then at the end of the day, I'll snap a picture of it and add it to day one for the day one entry. And uh, I I started using these about six months ago, and I, I just bought a year's worth. He had a sale, so I bought the I bought a 365 days worth of these cards, and I am I really dig them. And so it's a little analog tool that I'm using now. I think it would be a good gift. So much of his stuff is so good looking. It, it, that's one of those websites that sometimes, like, I'm not even in the in the market for anything new from my desk. I'll just like yeah. go to his website <laughs> and to see what he's up to. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. He's very good with the stuff he makes. Mm-hmm. You've got one on yours that I'm super curious about. Um, it's a lighting solution. <laughs> the flashlight? I never saw you as one of uh, as a guy interested in this product, but I want to hear about it. Yeah. So my, my wife is a big outdoors person. She's gotten a lot more into that, you know, in the last uh year and a half with the the pandemic and everything. And yeah. I wanted to get her a really nice flashlight. Uh, one that was small, but very powerful, rechargeable. And like, this is a whole world. Oh, wait. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. the setup was for the Nano Leaf. Oh, but, well, I mean, I could do that too. Yeah. That's the one I never saw you with. But oh, yeah. The flashlight, I totally see you. You see me as a flashlight guy. Okay. So I'll finish the flashlight yeah. one. Uh, so the, uh, this, like, you can do a bunch of research. Everyone has lots of, dude, it's a whole world. It's a whole world of like yeah, flashlight yeah. nerds. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, the yeah. one in the show notes is why I ended up after doing much research for her. And I loved it so much that I got one for myself too. It's super small clips in your pocket. It's rechargeable. They have like a MagSafe like charger for it, which is really cool. Uh, and it is like the, the, because of that, the tail's magnetic. So if you're working on something or have, like, I don't know, you're camping and now you have like a metal, you know, something on the side of a tree, you can just stick the flashlight to this to the side of it with the magnetic uh magnetic end. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I totally see you as a flashlight guy. I mean <laughs> <laughs> and you know that it's like there's been a revolution in flashlights. I mean, I remember when I was younger, like MagSafe was the one everybody wanted and you loaded it up with D cell batteries, another product that you could kill a man with. Oh yeah. And, and, and the light was okay. You know, <laughs> I mean, but then suddenly somebody got the idea of sticking these led light sources in a flashlight. So they take way less power and they're way more powerful. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I am flashlights are one of those things I have intentionally avoided. Like, because like you, I could see myself going down a rabbit hole and buying something way too expensive. Yeah. But the nice thing is LED flashlights everywhere. You can also get two really good ones for like 15 bucks on Amazon. They're definitely not as good as the one you have. But, uh, but like when my daughter went off to school, I did that. I bought her a couple LED flashlights. So she's always got one in her bag and Mm -hmm. one in her dorm. And, and I, uh, man, flashlights are a lot better than they used to be. Yeah. The LEDs totally revolutionized it. My first one was a big mag light, and it yeah, it would double as like a like a something to like beat somebody with, <laughs> like a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the nano leafs. Um, I'm also a little surprised by this. I nothing against the lovely people who make them. I don't think the regular nano leafs look very good. Like yeah, 
Uh, I think they look kind of cheesy. But they released a product sometime in the last year called the Nanoleaf Elements. And so it is the same like hexagon style lights, but with wood grain over top of them. And they just kind of have this warm glow. And, you know, my new office is like, it got called the pod cabin because it, it looks like a cabin. And I'm kind of leaning into that a little bit with like some of the shelving I've put in and stuff. And so I found a set of these on sale and ended up uh, with them. And they're not hanging yet, so I, I can't give my final verdict. But having played with them just like out on a table, I actually think they look pretty nice. Uh, they don't have the same kind of, I don't know, whatever it is about the normal ones I don't like, these don't. They don't look as nearly, you know, obviously as industrial or anything. So I'm kind of, kind of digging it. I wasn't even aware these existed, these wood ones. Yeah. And now that I see them, I'm like, oh, of course this would be right up your alley. I like them too, but I don't have a, a wall to put them on. Um, but the, uh, I think these are really nice. Yeah. So I, my plan is like, I've got, I'm still at the tail end of the calendar stuff and once yeah. I'm done with that, I can finish kind of finish out building out in here and they're going to be in the background of what's kind of going to be like my video set. And so uh, looking forward to uh, to playing with them more. But like I said, I, I opened them up and like just playing with them out on the on the desk. I think they look pretty cool. Yeah, we are going to be doing, you know, both Steve and I have been sad that we haven't been able to do any live events. And I still think we're a little ways away from doing live events but um, just for the listeners, next year we are going to be doing more like live camera stuff for Mac Power users. We're not sure exactly what that means yet, but we've got plans. So that's something we do. I think one of them will be definitely a tour of your new studio. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we have the the new Mac Power users YouTube channel uh, where that, that stuff will live. All right. Uh, well, okay. That makes more sense. Now that I look at them, because I just saw the description, I'm like, Nano leaf, Steven? Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the normal ones I think look, look kind of bad. All right. Well, as uh, anybody knows, this was a year that I spent too much money on cameras because mm-hmm. of the whole, you know, Daisy and I doing the DLR thing. And, um, but I don't regret it. Um, but there was one purchase I made that I, I'm really happy with, and that's the DJI Pocket 2 camera. And we talked about it on the show at one point. I now with the new iPhone, this one is a bit of a squeaker. Like if somebody has an iPhone 13, they probably are fine. They don't need one of these because the stabilization is so good on the iPhone. But for a camera that fits in your pocket and it has a built-in gimbal and the DJI pocket is like a little stick that you can hold in your hand with a drone camera on the end and a gimbal, but it's not a drone, obviously, but it's so small. And so light. And like, let's say you want to use your phone for other things than video and just have this camera with you. I find this thing just really remarkable. And even though it's so small, it takes great video. I mean, with a couple caveats. I mean, it's not an SLR camera. The night footage is kind of garbage. Like if you take picture video out at night, it's going to be super noisy, not very good. But if you're shooting in daylight and you like to go out with your family or just go out and take cool video, uh, this Pocket 2 is remarkably good. They also have a creator set. If you want to get it with the creator set, it comes with a wireless microphone, you know, like a a wireless microphone unit Mm -hmm. with a 
with an input on it. So you can even hit a uh, put a lavier in into it, and you stick that in your pocket, and the camera can be you know a hundred feet away from you. It's still going to pick up your audio, and it sounds great. Uh, and you know they make a whole bunch. If you go searching on Amazon, they have you know ND filters for it and wide angles and cool stuff for it. But um, just for the bang for your buck, and more importantly, just the the lack of bulk in your pocket, this is a really nice little camera. It's amazing how far tiny cameras have come, even really in the last two or three years. I mean, if you look at this thing, yeah. the camera part of it is like, it's tiny, right? Yeah, it's like thumbnail size. Yeah, yeah. but... Because they're building it for drones, like putting it on a handle with a battery in it. No, <laughs> the hard part's already done. It just, yeah. it really just amazes me. And to be able to get 4K out of this that's stabilized is pretty magic. Yeah, daylight 4K is what I'm going to call it. Not nighttime 4K. Yeah, okay. It's not that <laughs> Daylight <good> 4K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, I've got the original version of this thing, and it's it's pretty nice. So I'm sure the the... The version two is even better. The um, just if you're curious at all about cameras, I just can't get over this company DJI. I mean, they started out as a drone company, and they're kind of a leader in of the pack of making drones. But they are releasing. They've got like they just went crazy, and they've got all these ridiculous cameras they're putting together. Like they have an action camera out now that like it's magnetic and it snaps onto things or it has component. Like it can snap on a display or take the display off. And like, it's just a great idea. And then they made like at the upper end, they're making these like um, stabilization cameras that they call like 4d stabilization. So it doesn't even have the bounce from, from walking. I mean, it's really fun to see a company that's not a traditional camera maker just go in and turn everything upside down. Mm-hmm. And DJI is doing that. They they also just released a drone camera that's a cinema drone camera. It's like it's like a five thousand dollar drone. And I was talking to a friend in the business, saying, "Man, that's kind of an expensive drone." And she was like, "No, you don't get it. People can use this where they used to have to rent a helicopter. I mean, this is this is you can make really good video with this drone, you know." Um, so it's, um, you, anyway, I, I just think that DJI is a company to watch and they have consumer products and they have expensive products too. And if you're interested in cameras, you should keep an eye on them. But, but this year, uh, buying that pocket two is great. And the official setup now for the, uh, the Disneyland field guide, the, the least popular channel on YouTube is, um, this pocket two camera and my iPhone 13. That's what we do almost everything with at this point. Um, uh, however, let me just tell you something about that. Uh, we, uh, we also started doing something that's kind of fun where we're bringing the fancy cameras in Disneyland occasionally, and we're setting up ambient videos. We just released one. It's two hours long of various shots of the millennium Falcon. And this is a video I made entirely for myself. It's so I can work and just have the Falcon on the TV in the background. And there's like no music. It's just the noise that you hear if you were sitting there at Disneyland. And it's kind of fun. I like that. But we use the fancy cameras for that one. Yeah, I'm I'm skimming through this. It is it is two hours long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I This is a scratch your own itch kind of thing. I don't know if anybody else will care about it. But people who hear about me working at Disneyland and are jealous, this might be a video for you. Just put yeah. it on a loop at your house. Just get a giant TV and put it behind, like behind your computer. 
It's like you look up from yeah. work and you're at Disney. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna make some more. We're gonna do like one of the castle and some other places too. But I don't know. It's just kind of a fun thing we do to go in when you go in. It gives you something to do. I got I got shook uh, I got the shakedown yesterday from Disney security because we went in and shot another one because I'm a, I'm in there with a tripod and my my Sony mm-hmm. and they're like so is this professional <laughs> and I'm like no it's for my use only of course mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay <laughs> please subscribe uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a link in if you guys are interested it's it's actually kind of fun though just just put it in the background like. You don't want to have TV on when you're actually trying to do work because it's, um, you know, it's too distracting. But there's this is just m- many shots of the Millennium Falcon and the ambient noise, which I find great because with tinnitus, I need the noise anyway. So it's great. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by Indeed. Go to Indeed.com slash MPU to get a $75 credit to upgrade your job post. It feels really good to get stuck into something and really do your research. Chances are we've all fallen down some pretty deep Reddit wormholes. But if your search for the right people for your company is coming up dry, there's a resource you haven't tapped into yet. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is hiring a partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible. Simply because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire, all at Indeed. You don't want to struggle on your own to find quality candidates, and you don't have to. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process, so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes match your job description, and you can even invite them to apply right away. Indeed really does make the hiring process so easy. By having all the tools in one place, it takes away so much of what can otherwise be a daunting process. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Assessments make the interview process smoother for everyone. Talent doesn't need to prove themselves again, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. And according to Indeed data worldwide, Indeed assessments can help you reduce hiring time by 12%. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com MPU. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com MPU. One last time, indeed.com slash MPU. The offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of the Mac Power users. Can you believe we've lasted this long without talking about bags? I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Every year, there's a new bag, right? Yeah. you know, You know, I think... This may be actually the first calendar year I didn't buy a bag in a long in a long time. I think because okay. I didn't go anywhere. Well, what happened, man? I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> okay. But I have a bag accessory. and Of course you do. Something else that I've mentioned before, but I'm just telling you, like, you got to spend the $5. Uh, the Tom Ben Strap Keepers. Now, Tom Ben makes great backpacks. I have several of them. My main backpack is a Tom Ben. 
you can use an accessory with any backpack. You know when you you got a backpack and you adjust the uh the shoulder straps and there's the always like the extra strap that's like dangling around. You know because the backpack's made for people way taller or way shorter than you and so you end up with the extra strap. Yeah. These are just little 1 inch elastic webbing uh pieces with a hook on one end and you roll up that extra strap and then you use this to hook it back to the bag so they're not like banging around you know getting caught in your car door and stuff and i'd never want to use a backpack without them that's a good idea it, it's so it's genius. silly having those strips hang i'm constantly using my straps though i loosen and tighten them all the time oh do you yeah yeah i'm like a set it and forget it kind of kind of strap person I like I ride I ride with my backpack high on my back. I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe there's an orthopedist out there that'll tell me. But uh, when when I'm wearing it, I keep the straps tight and I keep the bag weight high. But I don't know. But I I needed a new bag this year because uh, they did reopen Disney and Daisy and I try and go once a week. And uh, when I do like the shoots for the Millennium Falcon, I need enough space to hold like a, a portable tripod and the good camera and stuff. So I wanted a, a bigger bag, but not a gigantic bag. And so I went to my favorite place to get bags, and that's Waterfield. It's sfbags.com. And I guess my my recommendation for a gift for somebody would be anything at that website is pretty great. You know, they make it in America. It's like leather and canvas. It's solid. The first one I bought was at Macworld in like 2007. Wow. And I gave that to a friend who told me recently that she still uses it every day. It's just like their stuff just lasts. And, um, but I got the, um, so this year I got the Mezzo laptop backpack, but like I said, they have briefcases, they have everything. Um, um, I have bought these as gifts for multiple family members over the years and they all love them. Um, they have a lot of different looks. They've got like the ballistic nylon, kind of the black ones. They've got the leather ones. I really like the, they have like a lot of their stuff is kind of like brown, I guess for lack of a better term, Indiana Jones, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Indiana Jones look. That's And that's what I love. So I, I've got a bunch of their bags that are that look. And I got this Mezzo backpack. And the, the thing I love about it is, is the pocket is big enough to hold both an iPad and a laptop if you want. And a, a little tripod and a big camera, but it's not a huge bag. You know, the inside is all gold fabric. So you can see your stuff in there. It's not like dark inside. And they have a front pocket that you can put stuff in, like, you know, your tissues and your, you know, your silverware and whatever else, you know, like I, you know, whatever you're, you're, you're traveling with that you want to get to quickly. Um, you can put that in the front pocket and the latch on it is this really cool technology. It's like a slide latch to open, but it, it magnetically shuts easily. Anyway, it's just a bag made by people who really care about bags. And, um, I got that one this year and that's the one I'm putting on the list cause I love it so much, but you really can't go wrong buying anything from, from these guys for, as a gift and whoever you give it to is going to use it forever. Cause these, these damn things just, they last forever. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's cool. I've I've eyed their website many times over the years. Um, yeah, I guess just for completeness' sake, the bag I am using is the Tom Ben Cynic Twenty Two. Yeah, uh, it's the smaller of the two. They have a thirty liter as well. This will fit a fourteen inch MacBook Pro. It's a little snug, but it totally works. 
Uh, you know, I've tried a bunch of other backpacks over the years, including ones that cost way more and, you know, and, you know, like fancy ones like the peak design, but I've always come back to, uh, the synapse, which is the earlier version of this bag. And now this version of it. And, um, yeah, something you said that I, I want to reiterate, if you're looking for a bag, really like the trick is to have it brightly colored inside. And so you, so you can see in it really easily. Uh, you know, if you just have like black interior, you know, small stuff at the bottom is hard to see. So mine is, uh, uh, they're burnt orange color on the outside, gr- uh, like a light gray or silver on the inside. And it's, uh, it's great. Uh, I love this backpack. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of good bags out there, but man, love my mezzo. Another one that's on my list here that we haven't talked about yet that I think is really a nice gift for folks is the, uh, if you've got anyone in your life that has an Apple watch, um, introduce them to the love of straps, Apple watch straps. There are so many out there. And the problem is you go in the Apple store and they've got nice ones there, but they're so expensive, you know, like those, um, what do they call those elastic ones that don't have a buckle on it? I forget what Apple's name is for those. The loop. Yeah. So they're like $50 from Apple and you go on Amazon and a, a, a strap that looks effectively the same is $10. And so I have bought a lot of these over the years from Amazon. I have almost no Apple straps. Almost everything I have is third party, but they're fine and they work and you can try it for $10. And like, if you've got someone in your life that's fashion conscious, give them some different color Apple watch bands and they can change them, you know, to match what they're wearing. It's, it's just really, I find it, you know, I'm not a big fashion person. A lot of days you'll buy me in, in t-shirt and jeans, but at the same time, my watch strap quite, quite often will match my t-shirt, you know, because I don't know, I get some joy out of that in the morning of putting on the, the watch band that matches what I'm wearing today. As we head into the holidays, I've got some red ones. I'll start wearing those for the holidays. And, um, I think it's just fun. And if, if you're, if you, if you've gone to the Apple store and you think this is a $50 investment for everyone, it's not the ones on Amazon are great. And, um, just take a look and you know, you'll be okay. Now, I'm not a, a big band changer. I've got a, a couple that I really like mostly the sport bands. Although I do have one of the Velcro sport loop. Their names are so confusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I like to the, the sweatpants, the sweatpants were you know, the sweatpants one. Yeah. I have so many. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's embarrassing how many I have. Well, yeah, and being you know a fifth of the cost of apples means you can do that because <laughs> yeah. apples are just too pricey to have a bunch of them. And sometimes people send them to me, like uh, you know, people are making them. Uh, they send them to me to talk about Max Barkey. Sometimes I do even, um, but the uh, but I've got some leather ones. I, the, the ones that I haven't gone down the rabbit hole with are the metal ones. Like, you know, you can, I know like the Apple um, stainless steel one was very expensive. I would, I never bought that. And I know there's like third party vendors making those, but because I work on a laptop a lot, I've never been happy with the idea of like a metal band. And, you know, I don't think it looks all that great on my white, white skin. <laughs> so I just don't, you know, I just never really went down that rabbit hole, but I've got several leather ones and a ton of different like fabrics and whatnot. And, uh, but, but I, I think it's a nice gift for people. This is another one that I've pr- purchased myself for 
family members over the years. And rather than give them one band, give them five. And they actually end up liking it. And then I hear from them later. They're like, oh, yeah, today I'm wearing the green one. Thanks a lot for that gift. So we we teased your gift for a dog. I say we save that to the end. But I think we, we each have some book recommendations. Yeah, we do. Um, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, the one I have is a little, uh, it's a little bit unusual, but it's, it was a great read and I love the author. Uh, this book is titled the end of everything. Uh, it's by Katie Mack. We had, uh, her on liftoff my show. I do on the network about space and related subjects. And it's a book about a handful of different theories about how the universe may end one day. But (laughs) Katie Mack does such a good job of, making that a surprisingly fun read and you think, Oh gosh, this is a book about astrophysics and it is, but she does a great job of making it easy to understand. And like in a way that is just, I think really uncommon in in science writing. And so it's a, it's a fun, great read about things that, you know, ultimately will happen, you know, millions and millions of years from now. But uh, it's great. And the, the interview we did with her last year was really fantastic, too. And if you've got like a science, sciencey person in your life, uh, then I think they would enjoy this book. Well, I know one theory that has been disproven uh, this year, because a lot of people theorize that if Apple ever put HDMI and SD cards back on the MacBook, the universe would end. It's true. And that didn't happen. So we're good there. Yeah. So I guess that chapter in her book is... <laughs> but no, it's it's really fascinating. And the way that she uh describes things and talks about them, like you can totally visualize the theories. And I think that's a real gift in science edu- in science education and science communication. And this book is a great example of it. Uh, I've got one that uh is kind of an inspiring book, I think. It's by Ryan Holiday and it's called Courage is Calling. Uh Fortune Favors the Brave. And um, I know a lot of people here like productivity books and roll their eyes, and I do myself to a certain extent, but Ryan Holiday books really aren't that. Uh, they're more like philosophy books. I've read a lot of his books over the years, but this one just came out recently, and I just loved it. And it's all about the topic of courage. And I don't want to get preachy, but I, I do think this is something that we need to embrace. I think a lot of the world these days, it's just too easy to be ironic and, you know, not take things seriously. And, um, courage is a thing that we all should think about, you know, and, um, and it's just a great book. He, he, Ryan holiday is so well read. He brings in stories from so many different people. Uh, Mike Schmitz and I were just talking about this on the focus podcast. We talked about, there's a famous picture in, in Nazi Germany uh, where Hitler's visiting the factory and everybody's saluting him, but there's one guy in the middle with his arms crossed and Ryan holiday talks about that guy in this book. And it's just, I don't know. It's a great book. And the thing about this book is every time I'd read it, I'd put it down. I want to like literally run through a wall. I felt like, (laughs) Oh, I can do anything, you know? And, uh, and I don't know, this book really um, helped me through some times this year as I'm, I'm dealing with some things. And I, uh, I would recommend. I think it's an excellent gift. I think it's a good read for yourself as well. It's a, it's the beginning of a four part series that he's doing, but um, courage is calling. I think it's a it's a nice gift, nice gift for someone in your life. Maybe you need that if you think about the universe ending. You know, yeah, they, they kind of exactly. go together. 
Yeah, it's, it's a good pairing. I think you would read Stephen's book first and mine second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this episode of Mac Power Users is brought to you by Shopify, the platform that's designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses, yet customized for their needs. With a great-looking online store that brings ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. Make your ideas real. I've used Shopify in the past with some freelance clients and some other jobs, and I was really impressed with how easy it is to get up and running and then to scale your shop, scale your infrastructure as you need it. It's no surprise to me that you can start with Shopify and stay on it no matter how big your business gets. That's really what they're built to do. And they power over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. And every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. That means a couple have happened just while listening to this ad. So get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience needed. Access powerful tools to help you find customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. Gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with their 24-7 support, you're never alone because Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com MPU for a free 14-day trial and to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash MPU right now. That's all lowercase, shopify.com slash MPU. Our thanks to Shopify for their support of the show and Relay FM. All right, let's hear it. Let's do the dog gift. You know, I am totally a dog person, and I try not to, like, bang on about it on podcasts because nobody wants to hear that, right? But... We got the dog a gift this year that she loves so much that I think anybody that owns a dog owes this to their dog, you know, because your dog loves you so much. You got to get them a good gift. And uh, it's on Amazon. It's called the Outward Hound Hida Squirrel. And Outward Hound makes a bunch of these things for dogs, but the Hida Squirrel is the one that we got in the Sparks house. I think Ava Corndog needs this. I think okay. you should order it. <laughs> If you don't order it, I'm going to order it for her and have it sent to your house. Let's just put it that way. Um, but the um, it's just a little like – it's like a little plush log with a bunch of holes in it. And it comes with like a bunch of little tiny squirrels or like five of them. And they squeak when you bite them and you can stick them in there. So the puppy has to stick her nose into the little thing to – into the little log to pull the squirrels out. And she loves that process so much of like getting the squirrels out of the house, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what outward hound does. A bunch of their toys are like this. They're like little plush toys inside a bigger one. And, um, I don't know. We, we bought a lot of toys for this dog. We bought too many toys for this dog. This is the one I think she loves the most. So if you've got a puppy in your life, outward hound, go check it out. Look at this thing. I'm just looking at these pictures and thinking my dog would eat the squirrels. <laughs> she's very yeah. she's very violent with her toys. Yeah, that's okay. I th- I think she needs it. She needs one of these, Stephen. Needs to be under the tree. <laughs> we always talk about this at the end of each year. I mean, we uh, we just did an amazing fundraiser for St. Jude, 
um, as the holidays come up, there's nothing wrong uh, with uh, buying great gifts for those people in your family, but there's also nothing wrong with making donations for them. Um, with a bunch of my family members, I ask that they not give me gifts, that they make donations. St. Jude is an excellent source, but there's there's a lot of people out there that could use some help. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with skipping all the technology nonsense and helping them out. Amen. All right. Another year of gift guys. Boy, um, it, the way these really come together is Stephen and I test a lot of things. You and I had a pretty good year, Stephen. We got we got upgrades to our desks and uh, Apple laptops. Man, looking at this list, yeah, good it's, on us. It's a good time to be an Apple nerd. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is so. Did anything I say tempt you to like buy for somebody else or or get for yourself? I mean, I feel like I've got to get Eva Corn Dog uh, this chewy thing. So yeah, I have that open in the tab. Did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we have a lot of overlap in our tastes, so, you know, yeah. I've, I've got the studio neat stuff, but yeah, I want to hear from other people. See, see what they end up with. Did you buy a nice flashlight, yeah. David? I feel like you should. Uh, I am, like I said, I'm staying away from that, man. I, I've got some cheap LED flashlights. I have, I, I intentionally didn't even open your tab. You know? <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how much it costs. I know, I know it costs more than what I pay. Cause uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I get it. It's you know, 70 it's like, bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, exactly. The, uh, see, I, I get it. Like it'd be more powerful than the ones I have and the magnet would be cool, but I'm just staying away, man. I'm staying away. The, uh, what did tempt me though, was even worse is the idea of putting a couple of, uh, a home pod minis around mm-hmm. my Mac. I mean, that was not a totally hypothetical question. I asked you, cause I'm not happy with my speaker situation. And I'm like, Oh man, Steven is going to cost me money. That may be a, cause my family's asking me what I want for Christmas year. Maybe I'll have to ask for some home pods. There you go. Do it. Report back to us. Report back to us. I will. Either way. It's always fun recording this episode. We do have a forum at talk.macpowerusers.com. If you've got the perfect nerd gift that you're going to give or ask for, share it in there because, you know, share the love with the rest of us so we can all see and you can tempt us with your cool ideas for the holidays this season. Um, We are the Mac Power Issues. You can find us at relay.fm slash MPU. We show up every Sunday afternoon in your podcast feed with something new. We've got a great episode planned for next week, so we'll see you then. And thank you to our sponsors this week, our friends at Smile, Devon Think, Indeed, and Shopify. See you next time.